0: You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com.
1: This episode brought to you by PetFlow, the leader in pet food and supplies. It's o Behave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces, their perfectly pampered pets, and who's walking who in Renton, Tinseltown.
2: Our special guest today is Lisa Peterson. Now, her official title is spokesperson for the American Kennel Club. But this gal knows dogs, and she also knows cats. And she has devoted her life to bringing out the best in pets all over the country. She's here today to help us understand why there are so many dog and cat breeds and have a little fun by sharing some fascinating facts about different breeds. Now, if you don't know a Borzoi from a beagle or a bangle from a savannah don't worry you soon will so i want you all to stay tuned because lisa's going to spotlight these breeds and more right after we take this commercial break so sit and stay we'll be right back
1: time for a pause for furry ones actually sit and stay all behave we'll be right back It's the Daily Door Busters from PetFlow, the leader in pet food and supplies. Opportunity knocks every day with hundreds of products offered at huge, huge discounts. Up to 80% for your furry best friends. And delivered right to your door. Go to PetFlow.com slash behave. These deals last for one day only. So act fast. 150 brands to choose from. Pet food, treats, toys, and more items than you can shake a tail at. And get free shipping and orders of $39 or more. A new deal every day. Get your paws on today's Pet Flow Daily Doorbusters Deal. Go to PetFlow.com slash behave now. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com All Behave is back with more tail wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore.
2: Welcome back to the Obehave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Lisa Peterson from the American Kennel Club is in the house. Well, actually, she's on the phone. Hey, pause up, Lisa. Hey, Arden, how are you today? I'm doing great. Well, should I say great, right? Right. All right, you're going to just have to deal with this. The punster is engaged in my body. So just speaking of that, Lisa actually wears many collars in the pet world. Among them, of course, being a spokesperson for the American Kennel Club. She's also a professional breeder of Norwegian elk hounds. She is a pet journalist. You have seen her being interviewed in the New York Times, on NPR, on Fox News, and many, many, many other media outlets. I just got to say we're delighted that she's here today because she's going to share some fascinating facts about different dog and cat breeds and alert you to a very special annual event that comes up. On September 28th and 29th in New York City, we're talking about the Meet the Breeds event, and it's being staged at the Jacob Javis Center. Lisa, I'm really glad you're on my show. What took you so long to be
0: on my show, girl? Well, I've just been uh, real busy with the dogs lately. You know how it is. (laughs) But we're glad to be here with you, Arden.
2: So you're working like a dog, huh?
0: I am working like a dog. Absolutely.
2: You know, I never hear the expression working like a cat. I wonder what that means.
0: (laughs) Well, I think cats are smarter.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We're not pulling that sled. We're not
0: fetching that remote. You know, have that little DOG do it, right? Exactly, exactly. You know, dog is man's best friend, and and I think man is cat's best friend. Yeah. You know, I have a
2: theory, and before we get into the different breeds, I go, like you, around the country, and we talk to people about dogs and cats. You always see people saying, oh, my dog loves me. Look at this. And they always have their picture on their phone and all that. Right, Lisa?
0: Oh, absolutely. It's like the first uh, point of contact. It's like, oh, you have a dog and out comes the uh, smartphone.
2: And you never see their children or grandchildren on that smartphone face page, right?
0: I have a theory about that. In fact, there are actually more households in America that have pets than have children. So I think that's why we see more dogs and cats on the smartphone.
2: Well, also, I think that our pets might behave better than our children. That's my theory, too. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, so we say, oh my gosh, my dog really loves me. This is really great. And you know, everybody like nods their head. But if you say, my dog really loves me, and I think my cats love me too. Do you ever get that? I mean, it's like, I think we can't really tell where we stand with the CATs in life sometimes.
0: Well, you know, the dogs, I think, are very demonstrative in their emotions and their feelings because they have that tail that they can wag at varying intervals. Whereas cats, They sort of present themselves as this, uh, you know, very aloof personality. So I think cats are harder to read than dogs, but I think that they both have the same level of emotions.
2: Yeah, I, I jokingly say I think that dogs put the D in drool, the O in obey, the G in goofy, and the S in seconds, please. But in my view, I think cats put the C in candid, the A in attitude, the T in tenacious, and the S in so what? So, there are how many dog breeds now recognized by the American Kennel Club? It keeps popping up. I love watching the shows that you guys have, you know, each year with the different meet the breeds and the events. I mean, how many are we up to now being recognized by the AKC?
0: Well, we're up to 180 different breeds that are recognized by the AKC. There are about like 400 worldwide dog breeds. So, we're almost at the halfway mark. There are almost 400 Yes, yes. Oh oh my gosh,
2: I did not know that. And you know, you think about it, you know, all right, I hope God doesn't come and, you know, put a big old lightning bolt in me. But, you know, for the most part, elephants look like elephants, right? Giraffes look like giraffes. Cats mainly look like cats. But what up with dogs, Lisa? You've got dogs that could fit in your hand and dogs who could put you in their paw, right? Right.
0: Right, right. You know, dogs are amazing because they're so diverse for being of the same species from the little tiny six-pound Chihuahua up to the Great Dane or the Mastiff, you know, a 200-pound dog. And what's great about those breeds is that, You know, they certainly reflect all the ways in which they've helped man over the centuries, Uh, you know, doing that job, uh, helping us survive, whether it was hunting for food originally or, you know, helping us get fish out of nets, for example. But, uh, you know, it's such a great variety to choose from. There's almost, you know, there's something for everybody. Every lifestyle certainly can be fit into those 180 plus breeds.
2: So tell us about what's happening September 28th and 29th in New York City, Meet the Breeds. And I do want folks after the show to dash over to meetthebreeds.com and they'll be able to find it or they can go to akc.org. But this is a very special event that you guys hold every year, right?
0: Absolutely. AKC Meet the Breeds is an annual event. This is our fifth year, and it's brought to you by Pet Partners, and it's the American Kennel Club along with the International Cat Association, and we bring together the largest gathering of dogs and cats in the world, over 200 breeds of cats and dogs. And it's a really family-friendly event. And the best part, at least that I like about this event, is that you have all these beautifully decorated booths with cats and kittens and dogs, and you are talking directly to experts, to breeders, to people who have spent their entire lives with the specific breeds. So there's really no better place to get firsthand information about how a specific dog breed could fit into your lifestyle.
2: And you also have some actual events like Agility and Flyball. Are cats doing anything? Are they strutting the catwalk or what?
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that because both dogs and cats do Agility at this event. We have a great big demonstration ring in the middle and we'll have, you know, a kitty couture fashion show. We'll have Dog Agility. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. For the first time this year, we'll actually have a dog fashion show. So there's a lot of fun things, certainly, but there's also a lot of great dog sports, activities that, you know, you may want to get involved with with your dog, whether it's a purebred or mixed breed dog, such as agility or obedience, things like that. But, you know, it's so great because it's very visual with the booths, and then there's a lot of activity happening in the demonstration rings.
2: So, What's the difference do you see in a dog doing agility versus a cat doing agility? I know that the setup is a little bit similar, but how do you motivate a cat to go (laughs) through a tunnel and weave poles and and all that without getting a little hiss at you?
0: (laughs) You know, I've watched the cat agility, and I've also been researching the cat breeds a little bit, and there are some breeds that are more trainable than others, but the difference, the main difference I see is that the cats follow a little lure, if you will, that the handler is holding, whereas the dog handlers and the dog agility, they've trained their dogs through voice or hand commands. So there's not that little extra piece of equipment, if you will. And I think they're all driven by positive rewards and motivations um, at the end of a job well done. So, you know, it's a really great way to watch how athletic both the cats and the dogs are to see um, how amazing they can run fast around an agility course, jumping, turning, twisting. It's a great spectator sport, too. It's something you can really get behind your favorite competitors.
2: Well, I have a a cat that's a bit of a chowhound, and her name is Ziki. She's a Turkish van mix, and she's a certified therapy cat and the only cat to our knowledge that is in pet first aid. She's my assistant with my dog. I'm a master instructor, and we teach very much hands-on pet first aid with Chipper, my husky golden retriever mix. Can you say vacuum cleaner? And Ziki, this kitty cat that has never met a stranger, has a bunch of dogs that come to play with her at my house. I think someone forgot to tell her she's a cat. I'm just wondering how she would do in agility because she never does that typical perimeter prowl that some cats do when they first come into a place. Lisa, if you have low-sodium deli turkey anywhere on you, she is your best friend.
0: (laughs) It's true. It's true. One of the great things about pet ownership and especially training is discovering what your pet's favorite motivation is right sodium turkey deli (laughs) spices or my dogs it's garlic flavored liver you know oh my god (laughs) I'm
2: not getting a kiss by your two dogs let's talk about them you've got two beautiful Norwegian elk hounds and I love their names go ahead shout out to them
0: Of course, Jinx and Lynx. They are a (laughs) mother-son duo, and uh, they are currently, uh, you know, ruling my household. I've uh, been a breeder for 35 years of Norwegian elk hounds, and I really love the breed. I'm passionate about them, and and they originally are used and still used today in Norway to hunt moose. So uh, all they hunt in my backyard are squirrels and the occasional chipmunk. (laughs) (laughs) So who is the mama and who is the son? Jinx is the mother, and Lynx is her son, and uh, they are both adults. Jinx is 10, and Lynx is 6 years old. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, right now, they're, uh, Jinx is a retired uh, AKC champion, and, and Lynx oh, nice. is uh, learning obedience at home. So um, <laughs> they keep me company.
2: Yeah, but he's a mama's boy, isn't he?
0: He really is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a bad I, thing, is it? I hate to say that. Well, you know, it's it's funny to watch them together, because... You know, they've been together since birth, uh, Lynx has, so he's, uh, you know, he's very attached to his mother, but he's also learned a lot from her. You know, it's with also with pets, people who get multiple pets. You notice that uh, the new pet kind of learns from the existing pet, uh, you know, the right. top dog, if you will. Good so, and bad. Uh, <laughs> Good and bad. So you know, you, I've get, I've noticed that uh, up close and personal with with Jinx and Lynx, and you know, a lot of people think about adding a second animal to their household, a second pet. And let's say you have a specific breed of dog or cat, and you want to add another one. You know, coming right. to meet the breeds would be a great way to ask, say, the owner of a Bengal cat. You know, how would it get along with a Savannah or some other type of breed? So,
2: well, I um, think having that opportunity with meet the breeds. I mean, if you are anywhere in the New York area, folks, please. Pop in on September twenty eighth or twenty ninth to the Java Center and I mean seriously you got a gold mine of information from the very best experts, right, Lisa?
0: Absolutely. These uh these people who are manning the booths, dedicated breeders people who are involved with rescue, you know, people who really know the breed inside and out can give you the, the best knowledge available anywhere.
2: So your background, you're an expert with the Norwegian elk hound. I guess with the last name of Peterson, are you having some kind of Nordic heritage in yourself?
0: <laughs> I am. Actually, I'm Swedish, and uh, my ah! dog is Norwegian, so, next I'm going to go out and get a Swedish Valhund. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And drink a little Swedish glug. My grandma was, one grandma was Swedish, the other one was American Indian, so I guess I'm a mutt. But we right. went from a Johnson and a Rainwater. How's that?
0: There you go. Well, you know, it's great about the heritage of these breeds because the mm-hmm. boots sat meet the breeds are decorated like that. And they also... Oh, Really? Like last year we had the, uh, the Pembroke Corgi there, the Pembroke Welsh Corgi, their booth had Queen Elizabeth in it because it's, you know, one of her breeds of choice. Or the Karen Terrier booth was uh, dressed up like the Wizard of Oz with Dorothy and all the characters there. So, you know, if you like references to pop culture or history, right. meet the breeds booths, you can see it all.
2: Well, you just hit a heart button on me. My last dog was a Pembroke by the name of Jazz, and I am in love with the Corgi breed. I jokingly say that they're a cross between Robin Williams and the Three Stooges because of their brilliant comedian talents. What do you think?
0: (laughs) Uh, Which Stooge? Curly?
2: (laughs) Well, I'm joking because Chipper, my dog I rescued, is now almost 11, and I told you she's a husky golden retriever. She looks like a corgi on stilts with a tail. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Well, I love the Swedish Vallhund because I think they look like a, a Norwegian Elkhound Corgi cross, but they are a distinct breed, and uh, you know they're really cool.
2: So let's do the difference between those two Nordic breeds, the Elkhound, just to give people an idea. Yeah, they're coming from the same part of the world, but they're different.
0: The Elkhound and the Swedish Vallhund. Yes. Yes. Well, for example, um, the Swedish Vallhund is low to the ground. It does have the body type of a Corgi, shorter legs, a long body, and it's a herding breed. It's. Original job is to help herd in the Nordic farmlands, if you will. The Norwegian Elkhound is a hound. It's actually sort of a multi-purpose dog. They were also herders and guard dogs on the Norwegian farms, but also they have a very keen nose and sense of hearing and sight to track after moose. The two dogs have similar hair uh, that spits like double coat prick ears you know the pointy nose in order to do their jobs really well but they're very different dogs and had very different jobs
2: watch out bullwinkle so um what made you fall in love with that breed obviously you know a lot about the out and you've been doing this for three decades so how did you get smitten first by this breed and what makes you just really be one of their champions
0: well, I actually first was introduced to the breed by watching the Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show on television, and I thought that they were a really cool-looking breed. And I had had a Siberian Husky prior to that when I was younger, and I thought, well, let's check it out." So there happened to be a breeder in our neighborhood, and we went over and um, you know learned about the breed and decided that this would be a great fit for you know my lifestyle at the time. I was in college, uh, you know where I lived, and. I had shown horses as a kid, and I wanted to do something similar with dogs, so I um, discovered this breed and started to show them, and it was a lot of fun, and then eventually I, I started to become a breeder because I was involved in showing, and, you know, I was just smitten with them. They're very loyal. They have a great personality. They can be very funny, comic, certainly. You know, they do bark a lot if, uh, you know, something's going on. So I kind of like that aspect about them. Well, it's
2: more of an alert bark, right?
0: Exactly, an alert bark. And then also, you know, even though the coat is very big, (laughs) it sheds. I have a furricane in my house often. (laughs) Furricane, that's a good one. But I love grooming dogs. I love, you know, getting involved with them. So, you know, it gives their coat sort of fits my lifestyle. All
2: right. Well, we're speaking with Lisa Peterson. She is a spokesperson for the American Kennel Club. We've got a big event coming up September 28th and 29th in New York City. It's called Meet the Breeds. And we're going to learn more about some dog breeds and kitty breeds. But we have to take a commercial break. But, you know, before we do, folks, I want to unleash some great ways for you to pamper your pet and save money. Oh, I got your attention. So after the show, I want you to dash over to the Daily Doorbusters being offered on the website that I'm going to give you. Ready? It's www.petflow.com forward slash behave. I know it's a mouthful, but just go over there and you're going to save money on some quality pet products. Now, be sure to use the code behave because if you do, You get free shipping on any order above $39. So don't delay. Go to petflow.com slash behave and your pet will get some goodies and enter the code and you save on shipping. It's a win, win, win. Okay. We'll be right back with Lisa after we take this commercial break.
1: Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All behave will be back in a flash right after these messages.
0: front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. designerpetsweaters.com
1: Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLiferadio.com. Pet <laughs> Hi, this is John O'Hurley, reminding you you're listening to the O'Behave show with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to O Behave. Here's Arden.
2: Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest today is Lisa Peterson. She's with the American Kennel Club. And Lisa, you have now just added a new word to my dictionary, furricane. Please define.
0: A uh, furricane is when you have dogs that shed profusely in your house and you haven't vacuumed in a while.
2: So, having Jinx and Lynx, a couple of Norwegian elk hounds in your house, you never wear black, do you? Or do you? Actually,
0: I wear black quite often and <laughs> I have uh, multiple sticky rollers strategically placed around the house and in my car and in my office. <laughs>
2: sounds good you know we're talking about the fact that there is such a diversity in dog breeds and the american kennel club has recognized about 180 but you said that worldwide there are about 400 it seems like each year there's a few that get added to the american kennel club i'm thinking that you know the westminster dog show in february it's going to end up being a three-day event by the time we uh, finally crown a champion
0: Well, you know, it's interesting about the different breeds that are being added to the American Kennel Club. They're existing breeds from around the world. And when they become recognized, it means there's uh, a group of people here in the United States who are, you know, dedicated to the breed are breeders, and they want to compete with their dogs in AKC events. So, you know, it really depends on how how many people come to the U.S. or are here that get these new breeds. For example, you know, some of the, one of the recent breeds we got was the uh, Chinook, which is a, a native breed to the state of New Hampshire. Oh. So that one's uh, country of origin is the United States.
2: Well, tell me a little bit about that one. I don't know that one. Tell me about that breed.
0: The Chinook is a uh, originally used as a sled dog up in New Hampshire, and it was used by some of the uh, early explorers of the Arctic and Antarctic, Admiral Perry, and they are a cream-colored... They don't look like your typical sled dog if you think of, you know, Alaskan Malamutes, Siberian Huskies, those types. Right. They are a little more shepherd-like in their appearance and coat, but they are native to New Hampshire. They were started a little more north, and today they call New Hampshire home.
2: Oh, that's cool. Now, at this Meet the Breeds event, they're going to be showcasing over 200 dog and cat breeds, and I like how you were saying earlier that, you know, we kind of get their heritage involved in their booth and all that. But for our feline fans out there, I wanted, you know, people think cats are cats. No, they're not. They have a lot of diversity, too, so I understand you're going to give us a couple of contrasting breeds. Can you tell us a little bit about the difference between say, the Savannah versus the Bengal? Because I know Botica, you know, which is represents the International Cat Association is going to be joining forces with the American Kennel Club at this event. So, let's get a little catty in a good way, Lisa.
0: All right, great, great. Yeah, I love the Savannah and the Bengal. In fact, I met a Savannah for the first time last year and, you know, got up close and personal with it when we were doing some media and, you know, this breed looks like a wild cat if you will. It it has spots Sort of like a leopard or a cat that you'd see in the jungle and in the wild. They're considered, how do they put it, not exactly a lap cat. They're very, very curious. They. I are, think the only
2: uh, lap would be them swimming laps or running laps, <laughs> not on yeah. your lap, right?
0: No, you know, they're very curious. So they're like really busy and they, they're active. They're always like checking things out and looking around. But they do need a lot of daily interaction with their owners because they are very loyal. So, you know, even though they're curious and they like to look around, they still also like that, that human interaction. But they also have a distinct feature in that their ears are uh, very large and very tall and they Sit right up on the top of their head. So a little different than, say, your you know traditional cat ears, which are a little smaller, and other types of ears, certainly. But that's kind of their main feature, the, can the they, spots, the ears.
2: Can they Go tune ahead. in better? Are they? Is this like a little sonar going on on top uh, of their heads?
0: Well, possibly. They are quite tall, and they're scooped. So I, I'm imagining that their hearing is, is pretty good as well. So that, the Savannah, and then contrast that with the Bengal, Now, Mm -hmm. these are very active athletic cats, and they are also the most popular cat breed, according to Tika's um, registration statistics. And these cats have the stripes, the sort of striped pattern and other type of different patterns with with spots and um, very tiger-looking, very jungle-like, but they're very well-muscled. They're like an athletic cat, and what they seem to love to do more than anything is jump into very high places. <laughs> okay. So, you know, they're not the kind that sort of hangs around the floor all the time. You'll find them more on the top of the refrigerator. So, they oh. are active, athletic, you know, well-muscled, medium to large cats. So, you know, when you're looking at something for your lifestyle, if you want something like a lap cat or something that's going to stay very quiet, that's <laughs> probably not, not it. But, there are others that are like that. so But they are the most popular because of their athleticism and the fact that they just look really cool and awesome.
2: Yeah, I think the other one that's kind of in contention on the other end is the Persian, which is more of a, I hope you're a librarian for a living kind of cat, right? <laughs> They're more sweet and quiet.
0: Right. I mean, you know, I met a couple last year, like the American Curl Longhair was absolutely beautiful, and some of those, like the Burmese cats and, you know, other ones, but, and even the hairless cats are so enchanting, you know, you hold them, and you can just feel their warmth on their skin, and they're just, you know, a very unique experience.
2: So how did you get into the pet world? I mean, you are a journalist, you are a breeder, you're representing the American Kennel Club, I mean, I'm just thinking of you on a little swing set someday, wherever you grew up, going, one day, I'm going to help dogs and kitties. What got you into this profession?
0: Well, you know, it's interesting because I actually grew up on a large estate in Westchester County. My grandparents were the superintendents, so we all lived on the estate where they were employed, and they had, you know, German shepherd dogs and donkeys and things, so that was sort of my early introduction to animals. and. Mm Um, you know when I was little I also saw a lot of horses and I just love dogs, and I think we got our first dog when I was about a year old. It was a mixed-breed dog, looked like a Shetland sheep dog from the local shelter, back then The Dog Pound is what they called it, but uh, basically yeah. we got a dog, and um, I just, you know, that dog was with me everywhere. We got Scottish Terriers after that. I learned to ride the donkey, you know, so i always <laughs> had lots of pets and animals in my life, and I just felt a real affinity to them. They were wonderful companionships. I didn't have any brothers or sisters, so... Uh, when I was young, they were my friends.
2: Well, I think the on planet is feline fine thanks to people like you, Lisa. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to groan later after the show? Oh, my gosh, I can't to be on
0: her show. No, not at all, not
2: at all. I think they give us a little sense of play. I mean, I just went around the country. I was on a a media tour, and I got to be in uh, different places in the country and talk to different people about what their dogs bring to them, and it was a really nice survey. So I'm going to ask you this, Lisa. What do lynx and jinx bring to you? What do they do to you that just brings out the best in you?
0: Well, I look at Jinx and Lynx and, you know, as their breeder, I'm so fortunate in that, you know, I bred both of them and I was able to not only whelp them, but have them from the very beginning of their life, which was really special. But when I see them every day, it also reminds me of what a wonderful experience I've had with breeding and showing dogs and doing obedience and other things with animals. And in my position now, I'm able to give back, so to speak, to people who might be interested in dogs or different breeds or that sort of thing. So for me, they represent my day job, if you will. And I just am really fortunate to be able to share my passion with other people on a daily basis. And I love the names. Jinx and Lynx. Well, don't ever do that. I'll give you (laughs) (laughs) Because they both come when you call them? Well, if I want them both to come at the same time, I just say Inks and they both arrive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a good thing, isn't it? It is, but you then get confused when you... uh, They also... Lynx had a sister named Minx as well. Oh, my
2: uh, gosh. You know, you were like George Foreman and had children. I can just imagine they would all be named, (laughs) rhyming names, right?
0: (laughs) Right, right. Well, you know, people and their dog names are something that's a fascinating study because I I think think that over the years, the names have changed and the reasons why. And, uh, you know, you look at a dog, a person's pet and their name, and it really is a great reflection of their own personality.
2: Well, so mine are Chipper, Cleo, Murphy, and Zeke. But Chipper is easy because she's the Husky Golden Retriever, who, you know, and you know the grin that Huskies have, right, And mm-hmm. the Golden. So she's got that winning smile, but I like to play golf, and so my short game has improved immensely when I go chipper as I try to chip onto the green. Cleo came with her name, Murphy after Murphy Brown, and Ziki, because of her Turkish van heritage, I found out that that is Turkish for clever and courageous so, what do you think? I'm finally getting better. I used to have a calico named Callie. So, Lisa, help me. Am I getting better on my names?
0: Well, you know, I've had one cat in my life when I was little, and it was a calico, and her name was Callie. <laughs>
2: See? I mean,
0: but we get Everybody better. Everybody does don't? that. We do. But, you know, I mean, like, Jinx and Lynx are actually named after, there's a James Bond theme that goes through their names. Jinx's uh, registered name is uh, For Your Eyes Only, which is a James Bond movie, and she's named Jinx after the Halle Berry character that was in the Bond film.
2: Oh, I remember that. Oh, very good, very good.
0: Lynx is, see, I just did it, Lynx's registered name is Casino Royale, which was the first Daniel Craig movie as well.
2: I can see we're going to the next Bond movie together, aren't we, girl? I'll buy the popcorn.
0: Absolutely.
2: You're on. (laughs) All right. That's a deal. Okay, folks. We were speaking with Lisa Peterson. She's with the American Kennel Club. I want you guys in the New York area to get your tails over September 28th and 29th to the Jacob Javis Convention Center. This is the fifth annual AKC Antica Meet the Breeds. You're going to learn about more than 200 dog and cat breeds. You're going to see cats doing agility. You're going to see dogs in rally and flyball. You're going to see them walking the catwalk, strutting their stuff. There's a lot of experts. This is like a brain trust of pet. Anything you want to know about the breeds are going to be there, right, Lisa?
0: Absolutely. And there's going to be over 100 vendors. So if you love to shop for your favorite pet, it's also an ideal place to get sort of started on your Christmas list for all your pet lovers.
2: And it's all being sponsored by Pet Partners. It's a leading pet healthcare provider. So we do a pause up to them, too, for making this event happen each and every year. Lisa, I hope to meet you in person someday. I salute you for everything you're doing. Chipper and Cleo want you to give Lynx and Jinx a healthy treat from them. They share. I just thank you for being a guest on the show.
0: We'll do it. Well, I'll let Jinx and Lynx know that you send your Positively Love along. All
2: right. That's all good. And also at this time, folks, I want to thank my producer, Mark Winter. He makes this show happen each and every week. Go to the Pet Life Radio Network. We have great hosts. We have more than 6 million people tuning in to our shows all over the planet. And a special shout out to my listeners who've been very loyal in Singapore. Glad that you guys tune in. Thanks for doing that. And also remember to go over to www.petflow.com forward slash behave and order some goodies on the daily Doorbusters. each day. They have some new bargains for you. And if you uh, spend more than 39 bucks free shipping, you can't beat it. So until next time, everybody, this is your flea free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all all you two, three, and four leggers out there, all behave.
1: Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinsel From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore